Hey guy, it's your buddy Zoop the Lippy Grayscale back with another episode of your favorite podcast, One Two Review. I'm here with my buddies Hambone. Say hello, Alex. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Alex. And Malakai. That's Brandon. Uh, if this is your first time listening to One to Review, it's a show where we rate and review movies in a very simple way. One pont if we did not like it. Two pont if we did. We rate until we get to 20 pounds, and then we call it a motherfucking day. All right, kick the intro. Alex, what do you got for us, buddy? Hey guys, you are here to hear us review movies, and we got one for you right now. This is a 2018 film directed by Xavier Dupree. It is called Conche de la Banche. It is a French uh, film, it's a French comedy, about a car that can fly in reverse. Uh, pretty funny stuff. We've got uh, Perrin Chalat in there, uh, Pauline Bourassa, Leon Laprie, Soren Bondi. I'm saying a lot of these probably horribly wrong, but uh, they all do an it. excellent job. And, and Xavier Dupree is an actual director that I'm familiar with. He directed The Fifth Element. He hasn't been doing much since then, but uh, he's coming back with this. And uh, I'd say this is a, a, a family comedy, but I'd say so, so much more than that. Uh, what did you guys think? <laughs> Those wacky French. I love a good humorous family movie. This movie really reminded me of the kind of camp that you used to see in like the Herbie movies, you know, the talking bug. But this is like if they really brought that to modern times and made it good. You know, you would you would think that the the sort of gimmick of the car only flying in reverse wouldn't really take this movie places would just uh, fall flat on its face, but no. Flying in reverse offers up a lot of funny situations that you don't really get to experience in uh, in forward. Of course, and it's a French film, so it's definitely artsy. It dip- it's colorful. It's colorful. It's uh, hyper sound, so it's very loud. But it also transport you through multiple generations and multiple owners of this car and how they discover its uh, capabilities and what they do with it. So you get to kind of see yeah. a couple experiments of uh, this idea. And that's that's what I would say would be my favorite thing. This is a very cool storytelling device. Like you said, it's kind of, um, I never saw it, but I think there's a film something like The Red Violin. So, you know, there's, there's many films that follow an item and it goes along. Uh, you know, we reviewed uh, the film about a dollar that transports, and it's just a—it's a common theme and idea. But this is done so well and so funny. No, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. It was done very well, done very funnily, and um, I'd say like a quirky new kind of comedy too. Like I could not—I could not classify this. This was not a dark comedy. This was not slapstick. This was totally something new. And I leave it to the French to create new art forms completely i mean it what would you guys call this kind of comedy warped. i would say it was warped and we're uh, yeah super dry melted. like a super dry melted warped uh blended i don't i gotta I don't be know. honest with I you gotta... i think because it's in french i i just automatically assume like the acting is really good but it i don't actually know french people might say this is really bad i will I agree you with know. you brandon i think we all had a little trouble understanding it yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, it didn't have it didn't have any English subtitles, and uh, I like you said, I kind of had to pretend like I knew what was going on because the audience was very French. 
maybe I, I felt like maybe I was the only Amer- American in the audience. Quite possibly. I do feel like the this style of humor translates without knowing every single word that's spoken. It's situational and it's physical, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's a lot of physical humor. Uh, the man gets the baguette man gets his baguettes stuck in his ears. Um the the reverse tire shop where everybody walks backwards that's the only way you can put tires on the conch when a new driver learns how to parallel park for the first time and takes off around the neighborhood well i liked i mean wacky of course but there's a whole chunk of the film when the dog inherits the conch and the way you know uh, seeing the dog drive is of course hilarious and the way he interact he chases a cat you know across most of paris and barking in french is very funny too it's yeah, not like an American dog barking. Yeah, and you can see that's in the trailer. Yeah. Well, hey, we should we should rate this thing and, and uh, get with the show, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sure, let's get with the show. Uh, for right. me, two points for Conch de la Banche. Check it out, especially my French speakers out there. My uh, Parlez-vous Francaises. Oui, uh, oui. Uh, two points. Deux points. Yeah, oui, uh, Dupont Peur, quand je te la branche, on film des avis du prix. Yeah, that's two points for me. Um, check it out. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Hey, everyone, that is six points for Conch de la Branche. Every week I want to review, we add up points until we get to 20 and we call it a day. That's six. And this week we are putting those points towards telling you about 20 lotions. And not only telling you about them, we're gonna be trying on 20 different lotions here and giving you uh, our reviews of those lotions. So let's get to it. What do we got? Well, guys, I want you to try on this one. This is my homemade vinegar lotion. You did send me this, I appreciate it. You expedited it with the ice pack, so it's really nice, thank you. Yeah, and so it's nice and cooling, but there's also kind of like a little tingle to it. And then um, this one, I don't really know much about it other than it's Chinese lotion. I'm gonna put on a little bit here. That's pretty good. Is that herbs or? It smells good. It smells kind of like green tea and herbs. Yeah, Chinese herbs. Maybe, I don't know. I can't understand Chinese. I need to get somebody who can read this for me. Yeah, well, I I appreciate the fizz of your uh, vinegar lotion. That's nice. Yeah, it's kind of a happy accident. If you're wondering how we're kind of doing this, we've got all the uh, we've got on our arms. We've got areas uh, blocked out for each lotion, so we can see the effect that each lotion has on it. Sample areas. but, but but that said, also, if you wanted to try this without doing a sample area, I have the first one here that I wanted to show everyone is this unlotioning dry rub here. So this is nice. And so, I mean, let's just erase one of these uh, that we just put on just to show you how this one works. So rub that right in there. Oh, that's cool. It's oh. like and liquid sandpaper, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It kind of dries you off there. And then so you're ready for a reapplication there. And then uh, the second one I got is this one. This is a Mayberry cream. This is just from Mayberry, Wisconsin. It's a pretty nice uh, just a nice cream. Try that one out. That's a classic. They've been making kind of sweet smell, and that's that's kind of a Mayberry scent. It's kind of an original smell from the town. Lovely. Well, I'm feeling a little sluggish. This is after work today, so I'm gonna suggest we try this Gamer X Gel. This is the one that's actually caffeinated. So. Oh, that's that Gamer's lotion. Yeah, it's supposed to get yeah, your uh, a little your bit. ratio up. We'll put some on. Yeah. Try to put it in a sensitive area like your uh, elbow, inside your of your elbow or thigh. Yeah. Use one of those sample areas. 
to get the maximum get that effect. caffeine in the bloodstream fast. Put it on the old tramp stamp. Also, Oh, yeah, I do have two points. Uh, my second point is going to be the prison pair. This was actually sourced from criminals in prison made there with pears from their food that they've saved. Oh, man. This is kind of a depressing lotion. It is, yeah. but it goes a long way because they use that money in jail to do a lot of cool things. Oh, it helps All the right. criminals? 100%. Okay. Great. That's six points. Roll a sponsor. Sponsor Le Ponce. Here it comes. I think in the f this. Thank you for having. Uh, we are the Smolik Cheddar Farm, where the cows are eat. Where cows eat the cherries. I think this is an ad for Smolik Cheddar Farm, where the cows eat the cherries. Boy, they really do baby their cows at Smolik. It's nice to hear. If I am going to have an animal product, I prefer it came from a baby animal. I feel super comfortable eating their products, using their products. I think we got uh, we got a little surprise product in the mix, too, from Smolik. They sent our way. Anyway. Oh, yeah, they heard about our episode, and they sent us something. Anyway. Anyway, guys, the number to dial. One three four seven six nine nine double o six eight. That's one three four seven six nine nine double o six eight. If you want to submit a movie that you want us to review, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Uh, go ahead and leave a message for us at one three four seven six nine nine double o six eight. That being said, roll that message that we got earlier. Hi, uh, I just took my kid to Benedict Arnold Hell Hath No Fury. I want to know what you guys thought about that children's movie, and I was thinking about taking my wife to Kate Felt's bar. Welcome to the party. I want to know if that was a, a good movie and if it was even a comedy. I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, and also, what's your guys' favorite movie chairs, or what do you normally get when you go into a theater? Uh, thanks. Fan of the podcast. Cool. Thank you for calling in. Uh, for the future, it would be nice if our callers can leave uh, their name as well as where they're from. But for now, we'll just refer to you as No Name. So No Name recommended a couple flicks. Did you guys have a chance to see Benedict Arnold, Hell Hath No Fury, 2008 film? Of course I did. This was a controversial film in my neighborhood, for sure. Um, yeah, kind of a war movie, kind of a traitorous movie about Benedict Arnold, but they sort of paint him as a hero in this movie, which is strange because he's like uh, one of the worst, uh, most infamous traitors of all time. Yeah, I, I really like this. I feel like, okay, so it is a kid's movie for starters. We should say that, I guess. But um, I, I feel like you couldn't do this kind of perspective of a film with someone like Hitler. You couldn't do a movie like, what if Hitler was the hero? E even very tongue-in-cheek, which it would have to be, you know, you couldn't pull it off. It's too hot a topic. Benedict Arnold, though, is one where you seemingly can. And I kind of found that interesting. To take someone that is a villain, uh, almost universally acknowledges villain, and, and, and make them the hero was kind of fun and clearly tongue-in-cheek because the, the filmmakers don't like him, but he's definitely the hero of this film. Yeah, that's one thing I really did appreciate about this film. I was honestly shocked when they started to paint him as a good guy. But here's the thing. They equally show the bad things that he's doing. So 
I think this is good to instill this sort of double think in children of like, what is a good guy? What is a bad guy? And where is the line? For sure. They twist him back and forth uh, many, many times. The one thing that is persistent, though, in this film is he's uh, stinky. Bennett Arnold, they made him very stinky. He reeked. Seemed to be the um, running joke throughout the film is, you know, whoever was next to him or talking to him, they would almost have a disgusted look in their eyes. Yeah, and that really got the kids going. You, kids love it when, you know, there's body odor humor, stink humor, and uh, he's constantly farting, belching, that kind of stuff. And, you know, my nephew, he loved this movie. Um, but it did kind of encourage him to be grosser around me like he was burping his soda he was uh rubbing his candy and popcorn on his teeth showing me his dirty teeth you know he thought that was all really funny stuff so uh, i i don't know i have mixed feelings about showing kids this kind of behavior especially when they're emulating a traitor yeah yeah there's lots going on in this film i feel like it's kind of a mess of a movie it's all over the place and i don't think yeah i think you're right i don't think it's good for kids to see this i feel like in this day and age we shouldn't be doing so much potty humor and stuff so eh, not a big fan definitely it was a patchwork i mean trying to showcase a, or trying to explore a serious subject as war um, but without having any sort of real killing, real stakes, uh, real violence in it. You know, they have like this sort of Three Stooges type violence. Um, mm -hmm. People getting shot with rubber bullets, booger bullets, stuff like that. It, 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 uh, it doesn't have the gravitas that you want when it comes to, uh, you know, teaching kids about war. Yeah. I'm going to chime in yeah, and say I actually really did like this movie. I think there are multiple layers to it. There's the initial layer of is he a traitor? Is he a hero? But then for adults, you get the layer of, you know, is the movie good or is the movie bad? Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, you get that choice to make. Uh, you guys ready to make that decision right now together? Yeah, As let's adults, say it I all think, at the I same time, okay? Should. All right, cool. I think we're going to give Benedict Arnold a two points. Cool, great. That's four points for Benedict Arnold, Hell Hath No Fury. And then real quick, I think uh, No Name also mentioned a film called K Feldspar. Welcome to the party. It's a flick about an aging YouTube celebrity played by Sandra Bullock. Her husband, George Clooney, and her decide to have a party where they're going to retire and kind of kill this character that she's played on YouTube for many, many years. Uh, is it a comedy? Is it not? What did you guys think of K Feldspar? Welcome to the party. They're cutting the USB cord to their webcam. Yep. Uh, I think this is interesting. This is kind of a funny look into the future, what we're going to be seeing um, in the future with aging YouTube stars. I mean, God, talk about a flash in the pan of fame. You know, how are we, how are we even going to honor these people that we barely even care about? You know? Yeah. 15 well, minutes for like three minutes of fame in in our future. Well, and what this kind of film brings up is this idea that Sandra Bullock, who plays Kay Feldspar, is she's sick of living this double life because I think you're understanding, Luke, with the idea of a YouTube celebrity is not quite a full mask. It's not a character they're playing in a movie. It's a blend of who they are in real life and this character they're playing. And so that that kind of mixing was difficult for Sandra Bullock's character. And that's a lot of why she decides to retire and kind of kill off her character. Yeah. 
I appreciated that. And I understand when he asks, is this a comedy? Because I think for a certain generation, namely, you know, younger, they see this as a comedy. But for my generation and your generation, it's almost frightening because the I think the so. connection it's with kind of the a YouTubers. meme of a comedy. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I think you know the question lies. You know the answer is it's generational. It's generational. Yeah. I would definitely say that this is a, a fun movie to take your date to, uh, easy movie to take your date to because it's about a relationship. You know, it's about George Clooney, Sandy Bully, and their um, and sort of their dynamic. You know. If you were to yeah. take your date to a movie, let's knock out another question this gentleman had and. Where would you guys sit? What's your favorite place to sit in the movie theater? Last row, all the way in the back. I can do whatever I want there. See, I'm constantly, every time I go to a movie theater, I try different, I, I move around. I don't want to sit, not not during the film, I'm not a psychopath, but I'll sit in the front row one time, the next time I'll be in the back, and then the far left. I like kind of the extremes, I guess. Maybe that's my answer. I'll be either in the far left, far right, the far front, or the far But back. be fair, Alex, if you do go to the bathroom, you will resit in a different seat. Yes, 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 I'll do that, but not for no reason, you right. know, if I'm coming back in. I, and that's about perspectives. Yeah, and they don't call me a fan of gimmicks for nothing because I'm always, you can find me in the D-Box seat. I like that seat where you pay $40 and it vibrates to the movie. Mm-hmm. You wish it vibrated more. You could just bring a vibrator. No, no, no. no. It wouldn't be in sync with the movie. A back massager, not like a penis one. So uh, yeah, I give this one. I give this one two points. Uh, George Clooney, of course, Sandra Bullock, uh, both on point in K Feldspar. But it's just yeah. kind of a just kind of a, um, a so-so two points. Yeah, you Not know, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna say two points, but similarly, a forgettable movie. Uh, you're not going to be bored watching it. You're going to be happy a day after you saw it, but three days after you'll forget you saw it. So uh, not memorable, but a fine film. And yeah, good date movie for sure. Two points. You know, Hollywood has been really bad lately with movies in general. And I, th I think they're starting to turn a corner, but I'm not positive. But I'm going to give it two points. Hollywood is just the fakest Isn't place it? on it's, the planet. It's the worst. Fake lips, fake tits. Fake biceps, fake calves. Fake dreams. Fake dreams and lots of lies. That's how you get to number one in Hollywood. A true faker's paradise. Let's get an advertisement in here, right? Time to feed the rats. Let's kick something real for once. Feed these rats. Walk-in grocery. Sick of waiting around for your groceries to be delivered? Tired of bruised fruit that you would never select? Miss the smell of fresh bread wafting in the deli? Then try out walk-in grocery, just like back in the day. And don't forget to mention one to review at your checkout and get a free kiss from Eric. All right, welcome back. This week we also got a chance to check out The Incredible Balls of Miss Spinelli. This was a film directed by Terry Wright. It stars Shelley Benson as Miss Spinelli, and she teaches P.E. by day. Here's the thing, though. At night, she has magic balls that transports her students to another dimension. This was great. Um, what did you guys think? You know, we used so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Luke. We used to have a really fun PE teacher like this. I think we all had her, Miss Alter. 
Yeah. Oh wow. And we played yeah, we, we played a lot of great games. We played games that, that you probably can't play, can't get away with playing nowadays in modern elementary mm-hmm. school. Everyone's a, a goddamn lawyer, you know. Um we played well, that's kind of, we okay, played get yeah, the okay. mouse get the cheese and and we played some really fun big ball games with our Miss Alter. Yeah. She's our Miss Pinelli. And so like what I would say is yeah, I'm right with you that like and I think that's this is kind of an adult version of that. Okay, what am I trying to say here is, yeah, the world's pretty sensitive, and this is a film about a high school teacher that tells her students to sneak out of their house, meet her after hours at the school. Like, all this stuff is, like, questionable 80s kind of film stuff that wouldn't happen now, but she meets high school students, they sneak out, meet them at the school, she hits them in the face with balls, and they travel to different dimensions together. And they do some... What the first this this movie? I think it's multiple movies. You know, each one is going to be you know different journeys, like a Star Trek episode. They have to do these not quests, but you know journeys. Kind I think of. it's a quasi educational. They'll learn about where they're traveling to. It is quasi educational because they're fictitious places. You know, there's the dodgeball tournament against um, Planet Glorp that they barely escape from. Spoiler alert. I don't want to really ruin that scene too much, but they just barely get out in time and, and smack their faces with balls and and zap out of there. They go fishing on a water planet. Do you guys think the movie is like self-aware? Scene. I was kind of questioning it at times. Yes. I approached it thinking and, it and was that's self, what works self-aware. But there were times that it was done so well that I said, maybe this really is like you know, not aware of the joke. But. No, I think this is a very much an adult film that's aware of itself. There's stuff, yeah, like there's glorps and gleeps and like there's stupid kind of stereotypical places and ideas and themes and the kids are all, you know, corn cornbread white children. There's a token black boy. There's an Asian girl. It's very, very aware of itself, I think. And it's very much supposed to be a comment on that cookie cutter i don't know but it's so close we but doing. the acting so close but the acting the acting is really spot on you don't get that fake they know what hollywood they're doing, yeah. acting you know where they're these kids are good yes i think that's really impressive because you don't expect the maturity from young actors that you really get out of this movie yeah i will say the acting was 10 times better than the script. The script definitely reeked of some uh, Hollywood BS. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they carry they carry some of just the the flimsy fake scripting that happened that happened in this movie. But you know, um, you got to kind of wait. What are you What are you talking about? I'm t- uh, okay. Just how predictable ins- it was, you know. Yeah, but again, I think that's what the film was was trying to do. It's trying to be this like. I'm just saying, if you put on a different pair of glasses and look at it at a different angle. Okay. Okay. It was bad. It's then it's crappy. Oh yeah, it's crappy and it's sloppy and it's predictable and it's yeah. Okay. For sure. So art. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, in a superficial way. Whether the film is aware of itself or not is where that comes into play. In a superficial way, this movie is um, another just cookie cutter uh, just another standard whatever crank out movie but there is something happening on a deeper level i think maybe with the chemistry of the cast that really mm-hmm. that really makes this endearing 
You know, two of the leads, uh, Pedro Wells and Javier Stanley, they're actually engaged to get married. So, you mean, you can, from that, you can tell that there was a lot of love on set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, I'm, and that, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be sequels to this, prequels, whatever. I think this is a, a thing that, that Universal Studios is trying to, to make a thing. And I, and I hope it goes somewhere because I do like these characters. I'd see them again. Well, there is, I'd that, almost prefer there is this a like secret a TV ball show. closet stinger at the end where yeah, we find out that she's got a whole closet of secret balls. Of bad balls, I think, was like what the implication was, that those go to kind like of dangerous or bad yeah. places. Yeah. Do not enter. Uh-huh. Love uh-huh. a good stinger. Let's end the episode with a nice tally of points for this movie. Oh yeah, oh, definitely two points for this movie. I, I I was about to say, or maybe I did. It'd be a good TV show. It's a great movie though, and I'll definitely see if they make another one if they can keep it up. And that's up to Terry Wright, and I I trust Terry Wright to do that. Yeah, I agree with you, Alex. I mean, if you if I feel like a movie would make a great TV show, I know that we're on some kind of winning path with the storytelling. And uh, for me, this definitely feels like a TV show as well as a movie. So two points. This one was tough for me, actually. Probably the it kept me up at night. I'm not sure that I like this full circle of it being so serious that it's you know not funny because it was so bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it. I don't know if they're self aware or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you like anything related to PE. I am not a physical guy by any means. Ultimately, I am going to give the movie two points because uh, I enjoy being challenged. No, oh, great. Okay. That's six Wonderful. points for The Incredible Balls of Mrs. Spinoli. Six. And I think yeah, we sort of dropped the ball, speaking of balls, on our last rating, and we didn't get our lotions in. So we're going to have to play catch up. And what are we going to do? Throw in 10 lotions? Yeah, let's do it. So real, I will, so real quick, guys, throw us some lotions. What do you got, Alex? I want you guys to try this one here. Let me squirt some on you oh, there. This oh. is Lavender Opiate by Kraft. That smells great. Ooh, That's just wow. a designer. This it I got up in, in. We live right by Beverly Hills, and I got it from up there. Here's a re-moisturizer by Durgens. This is just over the counter. You can get this at a CVS or a Walgreens or anything. So put that uh, just on the on the place where we re where we unlotioned before. And let's put the re-moisturizer on there. Whoa, it soaks it up. And check that. So not only does it bring this re-moisture back in, but it brings back any excess lotions that you had on before. So that first one we put there is now back, totally undoing what that unlotion did. Lubed up. Pretty cool. Let me throw out. And then I've got this. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I had one more, but this is just a pubal cream by Borscht. Uh, But you don't need to use this right now, but I recommend it. It's pretty good. Yeah, use that one in private. Well, I'm going to suggest we try this mom's variety, double-scented vanilla van. It's uh, It's got a heat to it, so. Mmm, feels good. I like it's that like one. a hot, hot van in the summer, you know? It's like, it's like leaning on a hot car mm. on accident. Ooh, so surprises you. This one's really cool. This one is actually made for YouTubers. This is an AMSR, loudly quiet, made for recording ASMR videos. So it really squishes and squashes. Let's, uh, Ooh, that is a loud. Check that out. Yeah, a very audible lotion. But quiet at the same time, so perfect. Got another one for us? Yeah, let me throw out the 
basketball player's lotion. This was made by Reebok. You get it free with a pair of shoes. Most people dismiss it as lotion for the leather on their shoes. No, it's actually for your hands. Basketball players endorse it. Yeah, I hear Stephen Curry uses this. Yep. I got some lotions for you guys. Um, dollar store almond butter. You get 32 ounces for a dollar. Um, That's a good deal. It's, uh, it's a little irritating. I think you need to have kind of like tough skin for this, but hey man, value. Uh, Suave, the Mexican cinnamon. Have you guys tried this one? I got two Mexican uh, suave vanillas. I ordered the vanilla. cinnamon, but oh yeah, try the vanilla. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same as the Mexican sunflower and the Mexican caldo de res. They're all kind yeah, of the same. the same. Yeah, is it the exact same lotion? Uh, it seems like it. Interesting. I think it's the same. We get a bucket of it, so that's good. Speaking of bucket, Western Family Aloe Skin Care Value Pump. This is a half gallon value pump i honestly when i put this on after a shower i just take the pump off i just sort of pour it here you guys go wow um hay buckers ultra moisture for rough hands it's a pretty self-explanatory lotion there try this one on guys oh this, this brings thick. back memories i worked on a farm one summer and they had like a keg full of this in the shop because you would just get so rough you gotta have this. Any sort of like mechanic shop I've been into yeah. always has a big bucket of this. Yeah, this is a classic. The mechanics special for sure. Um, and then finally, I got the cherry and cheddar lotion from the festival. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Smollett. that. This is sort of just a custom. Yeah, it's from Smollett Farms. Um, they had a whole big. You could just kind of spritz as much as you wanted in a in a bag. So we have this big. And he's such a nice guy too. Smolik? Yeah. We met him. He, yeah, uh, he's sponsored us, but yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. He talked to us, man. He would talk to you for hours if he could. You know what? He kind of always said the same thing though. He just mostly talked about how the cherries, the cows eat the cherries, and how that makes the cheese good. I'm I mean, if you not positive, English if you learn how to speak language. Swiss, yeah, yeah, he knows a lot of the Swiss languages. Was he Swiss? Yeah. Oh, he didn't sound Swiss. European. Somewhere in there, somewhere in the Europe area. I could not place that accent. Switzerland's kind of in the middle of it all, so that's what I—that's where I placed it. Switzerland, Switzerland. Um. All right, hey, let's kick it to one more sponsor. Here it comes. How you doing? Competitive dog events are getting more popular, and the demand for an experienced coach has never been higher. Hi. I'm David Weissman, and I've been coaching individual dogs as well as teams for over 17 years. I'm familiar with almost every type of dog contest, from street racing to moonlight howlocks, from saddle bone realize and everything in between. My rates are fair, and my results are impressive. To see my awards and references, find out more at davidweissmandogcoach.pl. All righty. Hey, guys, that was an excellent episode. I think so. No, I don't... It was okay. Well... Brandon, come on. Stop being so fake. You know, I just... Hollywood's getting under my skin. I don't... Now's not the time to talk about it, but... Maybe your podcast's too long, because it seems like you got tired at the end of the last one. Fake hips and rubber tits. Welcome to L.A. Yeah. Let's try to cut next week's down to, like, ten minutes. 
All right, folks, that's episode 60 of One Two Review. Thank you all so much for listening. We have a couple things, a little bit of uh, business that we got to attend to before we get out of here, though. Uh, first of all, we got to give a shout out to both our Patreon donors. First, a uh, mumble shout out to our sponsor, and then also a uh, clearly, wonderfully dictioned shout out to our good friend, Rab. Rab. Thank you, Rab. Thank you. Thank you, Rap, for sponsoring us, for taking care of us, for giving us a couple bucks a month to keep us going over here. What else good guys? Well, it pays a tiny percentage of the bills. Let's talk about next week, because it's a big one. Alex, tell us what we have in store. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Porticullis, Stone Tramp 2, Bell, Bilge 3, Susan Scones Cafe 2, The Beckoning. And another from the Doe series. Nope. Man, I got a nope. lot of movies to watch. Hey, stop making Doe movies. Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Chip tap. I'm going on vacation. Bye. Bye.